The Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Mark. Glory to you, Lord Christ. Jesus and his disciples came to Jericho. As he and his disciples and a large crowd were leaving Jericho, Bartimaeus, son of Timaeus, a blind beggar, was sitting by the roadside. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many sternly ordered him to be quiet, but he cried out even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stood still and said, Call him here. And they called the blind man, saying to him, Take heart, get up, he is calling you. So throwing off his cloak, he sprang up and came to Jesus. Then Jesus said to him, What do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, My teacher, let me see again. Jesus said to him, Go, your faith has made you well. Immediately he regained his sight and followed him on the way. The Gospel of the Lord. May the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be always acceptable to you, O God, my strength and my Redeemer. Amen. Please be seated. Before I begin this morning, I want to thank Tony and Becky for giving me the chance to preach today. Um, They have done that because um, usually I sit out there in the pew, but... um, I have been called to be the interim rector in Andover while they go through their transition period, and I'm going to be gone for a year. And so this is my opportunity to be with you and officially thank you for all that you have given to me in the last three years. I don't think that I would be strong enough or able to go and take on this ministry if it hadn't been for for all of you and for being a part of this community. This is a wonderful community, and my husband and I are coming back. We aren't going anywhere. We're just going to be missing for a while. But we look forward to being with you again in a year. So, today's lessons. In today's lessons, we hear two rather well-known biblical actors, Job, the object of great travail, and sometimes that travail is blamed on God, and Bartimaeus, the blind man. I think it's important to remember that these men are not so much historical figures as Caesar or Paul or David or Solomon were actual people of significant, of historical significance. They're more archetypes, revealers of truth. I would suggest that it is not history that is recounted in these lessons. Rather, it is the story of faith. Though, I would not argue with anyone who wants to insist that they were actually people in history. That's fine. But but the place in history is not nearly as important here. I believe they are in Scripture to tell us that important truth, to teach us about how God is with God's own. In both stories, we encounter men of faith. 
each of whom trusted that God would indeed reverse their fortunes, and as we just heard, God did. God rewarded them. And in the case of Bartimaeus, Jesus said directly, it is your faith that has made you well. Now, I admit that I find these stories both very difficult, even as archetypes. I am uncomfortable when someone declares that their faith has made them well or that God cured them because they believed or prayed or others prayed for them. Not because I haven't experienced such a healing. I have in my own life and I have witnessed it in the life of others. But... I find myself squirming when I hear these stories because I have also known just as many people of very deep faith who are not restored or cured or healed or for whom the cruelty of life has broken them in a way they cannot see or trust or ever be healthy again. I know these uncured as faithful people as filled with faith as much as those who have been healed, all of them folks who truly trust that God will change their fortune and overcome their human condition in the specific way that they have asked. They, like Bartimaeus and Job, believe that God will allow them to shed their disease or blindness or sores that they scratch with those pot shards. I have even heard people say, It is God's plan for someone who is deathly ill or blind or who has been attacked ruthlessly or who is simply through no fault of their own down and out, as Job was for so much of his biblical story. I've heard it said that God puts puts us in such horrible places to teach us lessons in life, to which I would say, what kind of a God is that? And I do not think that is the point of Job, the archetype of suffering, or Bartimaeus, the blind man, at all. Hearing Jesus declare that Bartimaeus has given his sight back because of his faith, because his faith was so great, might imply that one is not given sight back if their faith isn't quite enough, if it doesn't quite measure up. Such thinking grates on my understanding of faith and seems contrary to so much else that Jesus taught. Seeing Job rewarded with wives, sons, and cattle, and sheep, and donkeys, and three beautiful daughters, the most beautiful daughters of all, more beautiful than the ones he lost, seems sort of capricious and cruel to the daughters who were plagued and felled by Satan when, as Satan was trying to seduce Job. If I had to take these stories at face value and insist they are factually true, I would question my faith. Frankly, I wouldn't believe in such a God, and it is very un-God-like the God in whom I do have very deep faith. What kind of God would toy with us that way? So instead, I am forced to go beyond these surface ideas and common religious platitudes that we have all heard. And I come to see that these lessons do not teach us faith equals cure, faith equals sight, faith equals getting a whole bunch of new stuff. 
They do not teach us that God's plan for each of us contains terrible challenges and tests filled with the loss of those we love, plagues, financial ruin, and terrible itching sores, so that we can prove our faithfulness. No, not that at all. They teach us about God's presence in our lives. It seems to me that looking at Bartimaeus and Job together as archetypes helps make this presence more easily seen, at least for me. Job was tortured by evil incarnate, not by God. And through all that misery and loss, even though Job still held that he was innocent and that God was eventually going to restore him, what he missed until the very end was that God was with him through it all. God with us, Emmanuel, even in the Hebrew Testament. Change of fortune was God's alone to grant. And by God's grace, in the end, Job was given more than was taken away. But that would miss the point. God didn't cause the evil to happen. God was steadfast in being with Job through it all. Good fortune, restored fortune, lost fortune, family, daughters, and sons, not to mention all those cattle and sheep. They are not the point of the story. The point is that God was with him. And even in tough times, Job believed. As an archetype, he instills in us the truth of God's presence and the truth that faithfulness is not only, is not only a fair-weather occupation. It is for all the times in our lives. Likewise, Bartimaeus had his sight restored. Restored. Note, restored. Thus indicating he had not been blind from birth. Bartimaeus kept after God, niggling, persisting. Asking Jesus to restore his sight, even when the disciples tried to keep him from getting Jesus' attention. Jesus was with him. Jesus saw him, even when he could not see Jesus. Even when others would try to keep him from being with Jesus. His faith was constant. And Jesus recognized that faith. faith. Jesus recognizes our faith even when we are not cured of a physical ailment. And, archetypally speaking, sight restored, as you all know, can be insight finally seen as much as blindness cured. It seems to me that both men were used by God, used in these passages to show God's will for all of us, that each of us will be, would be whole and restored. That is God's only plan for us. The fact that we live in a broken, not yet kingdom of God world often prevents God's plan from coming into full fruition. But even then, even in the most messed up, chaotic, miserable of circumstances, God is with us, as he was with Job and Bartimaeus. These men were restored not for their own sake, not for their own doing, but for the sake of the gospel. Even though no one, not one of us, escapes suffering, 
And each of us faces things in our own lives and in the lives of those around us that we can't comprehend or make sense of. Somehow, God does and is with us through it all. So when our eyes are prevented from seeing or we are plagued or afraid of when, of when that which we have worked for and we thought was ours is taken away, when disease or trouble seizes us, this stories, these stories tell us, believe. Believe that God is with you right there all along as Job and Bartimaeus did. Have that kind of faith and you will find that God will redeem the situation. Perhaps not as you ask, but as God designs. Which brings me to another truth in these stories. While God will celebrate with you, God may not cause a prayer to be answered exactly the way we ask for it to be answered. Any more than God caused you to suffer to teach you a lesson. And to that do-it-my-way instruction that we often give to God belongs to medicine or to our human realm. God, however, absolutely will be found with us as we struggle in our asking. God will be with us in good times and bad. God will be with us as we love and fear and laugh and cry and suffer and delight. And we will know that God has heard our pleas and given us what is best for us when our prayers are answered in a way we ourselves could not have thought to ask or imagine. All of scripture, not just these archetypes, tells us the truth about God's love for us and God's constant presence in our lives. When we try to turn that presence into something that divides the faithful from the unfaithful or measures faith or love or blames or judges or hurts others or hurts ourselves, then we misuse these stories that are meant to teach us to be inspiring and helpful and hopeful for us as mere humans. We miss the point of God's eternal presence and love for all of us. So good people, look around you. God is with you. God loves you. Good times or bad, sighted or blind, God loves you. May we all have eyes of faith to see just that. Amen.